You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness taking you up to... The Rami Show, which will then take you up to the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Post-game show driven by Great Lakes Dragaway down in Union Grove with the franchise Tim Allen once the Brewers and Cubs game is done. Corbin Burns just dealing like he's done his first two starts. No different today uh, against the Chicago Cubs. Travis Shaw continues to swing a hot stick with a home run today as well uh, as they are up 3-0 on the Chicago Cubs. On the Brewers game is going on. The Bucks game uh, gets ready to start here in about 90 minutes as they're in Minnesota uh, to take on the god-awful uh, Timberwolves uh, coming up, uh, like I said, about an hour and a half. And, you know, we've talked about so often on the big show and other shows, I'm sure it's it's conversations been had on Bart Winkler's show, I'm sure the conversation's been had on, on Rami's show uh, as well, and, and that is really the importance of of the regular season for the Milwaukee Bucks and how important it is. And prior to the season starting back in December, I had said that I I really do not care what happens in the regular season. All I really care about is that you are healthy and playing decent at least, or kind of decent, uh, going into the postseason and, and have some type of momentum going into the playoffs. That was my goal prior to the season starting. Now, like everybody else, you know, you change your mind, you get influenced by things that are occurring, and so forth. My perspective really hasn't changed all that much, to be quite honest with you. I still don't think the regular season is that big of a deal. However, because of the way that we've seen the Bucs play uh, in the regular season, and because of... Uh, the injuries, uh, mainly with Giannis and his knee soreness, and then P.J. Tucker uh, is an older player uh, who hasn't been able to stay healthy. Both those guys listed as questionable for today's game or this afternoon against Minnesota. Because of all of that, you don't have the same confidence level that you did maybe before the season because the Bucs were so good in the regular season the last couple of years, even winning 60 games. Because you don't have that same type of confidence level necessarily, you look at this and you say, well, if they're not as good as we thought they were going to be, how good are the other teams? Well, 
Brooklyn hasn't been healthy either. And still aren't. You know, Durant comes back from injury. Harden is still battling injuries. Kyrie is Kyrie and misses games for the most random of reasons. But they have won despite all of that. They've won seven of their last 10. They're 20 games over 500. Philadelphia uh, has kind of always been a tease the last couple of years and has never been able to put it together. You give them Doc Rivers, they are all able to put it together. And the conversation that we've had is, boy, oh boy, you don't want to be the two or the three now. You definitely want to be the one. Because if you're the two or the three and you're the Bucks, that means you're going to have to face Brooklyn or Philly in the second round of the playoffs. And Bucks fans don't want to have to do that and then have to go play the other team that you don't play in the second round in the conference finals and then have to go play a, probably a Lakers team in the NBA finals. So fans have just realized odds are they aren't going to be able to pull that off. So this morning, I, I'm sitting there and I'm looking at the NBA standings and looking at everything. And I saw something on Twitter about the Heat and the Celtics as they're lobbying uh, for position at that five and six spot. I was like, oh, because now all of a sudden, if you're the Milwaukee Bucks, look, if the season were to end today, your first round opponent is the team that knocked you out of the postseason last year, the Miami Heat. And we've talked about to this point of, Man, they get knocked out in the second round again. What's going to happen with Boonholzer? Folks, if they get Miami in the first round, that doesn't concern you. That doesn't worry you. A first-round matchup against Miami. Against a Miami team in which Eric Spolstra seemingly has figured out and had a good idea defensively of how to slow down and give the Bucs all kinds of problems since Mike Boonholzer's been there. All kinds of problems. You're not talking about a second round exit. You're not talking about a conference championship. You're talking about you might get bounced in the first round. The playoffs started today. It would be the Heat. As a Bucks fan, would that concern you if your first round matchup was the Miami Heat? Or would you still be saying, nah, We're going to get through the first round. Won't be a problem. Second round is where I'm worried, Brooklyn or Philly. Where are you as a Bucs fan? Would facing the Heat in the first round concern you as a fan? And would you have fear that they might not even make it out of the first round at this point? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. You can also tweet us at 1250 AM. The fan we will hear from Mike Budenholzer as well coming up here. Uh, in about 25 minutes or so, he's doing his pregame presser right now uh, before uh, they get ready to take out Minnesota. Me personally, I'm very concerned if this ends up being the Miami Heat in the first round. Call me a worry ward, call me whatever you'd like, but I'm going to be very, very concerned if they have to face the Miami Heat, guys. Very concerned. Because I, I, I don't know if they can beat them. I'll be honest with you. I, I just don't know. You you add Oladipo to that Miami Heat team that already had uh, enough talent uh, to be a problem. And just look back here at their last couple of games. All right, so they lost to the Phoenix Suns 
uh, their last game. Game before that, uh, they took on the the Portland Trailblazers. Again, they won 107 uh, to 98. Uh, and you look at that team: Ariza, Vet, Butler, Vet, and a killer, a big shot maker at end of games. Bucks have seen that before. We've seen that throughout his NBA career. Bam Adebayo is going to be a problem, especially if Brook Lopez doesn't play strong in the postseason. That's a problem. Kendrick Nunn, that's another problem uh, because he looks like he's starting to figure things out uh, as well. Duncan Robinson, streaky, could be at a given game, a problem, obviously, but you'd have to wait and see how that whole thing plays out. But then, uh, Gordon Dragic, Iguodala. I mean, you've got some guys here. Tyler Hero. There's just so many guys to be concerned about at this point if you're the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, meanwhile, the Bucks, uh, and I haven't seen the latest on this, but the Bucks apparently are working out Joe Johnson at some point this week. Joe Johnson would help. No question, Joe Johnson would help that for certain if you're able uh, to get that done. But he's, like, going to be 40 in June. And I realize there's some, some older players uh, out there as well, but you can ask him to play what 10, 12 minutes a game. Hope he can sit in a corner, hit a corner three. Uh, breaking news here uh, from Eric Name on 1250 AM, the fan powered by Odyssey.com Sports, presented by BetQL. Become a better sports better, get smarter to beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. Eric Name saying that Giannis is out for today's game against the Timberwolves. Giannis out for the game today uh, against the Timberwolves. Uh, Mark tweets uh, at 1250 AM, the fan at AdSparky Radio, uh, and answers the question, which is, uh, if the season ended today, the Bucs would play the Heat in the first round of the playoffs, would they win that series? Mark simply says, yes, they would. I'm not as convinced. Sorry, maybe I'm negative. Maybe I've hung out with Ram too long. Uh, one of our listeners, uh, and I, I'm becoming jaded maybe a little bit about this Bucks team, but if you look at the standings right now as far as who this Bucks team would get and how this whole thing shapes out, Miami concerns me, Brooklyn concerns me, Philly concerns me. Those three teams, Hawks, nah, not too concerned about the Atlanta Hawks. I know Bogdanovich, but still, not all that concerned about the Atlanta Hawks. The Boston Celtics, they don't seem... Like, they can figure it out necessarily. Now, they, they've they won four straight. they won seven of their last ten. So, if they're still playing well coming the end of the season, maybe we revisit that. Tatum just hit a big shot for them. I think it was last night. So, they're playing well. I'm not as concerned about Boston. Now, you look at seven through ten and whatever teams may be in the playoffs there between Charlotte, the Knicks, the Pacers, uh, and the Chicago Bulls. Do any of those teams concern you? No. None of them. The one matchup, I think, in the first round that worries you the most, for me at least, is that matchup going up against the Miami Heat. That's the one matchup that you want to avoid at all costs. And now Giannis not playing again tonight, ruled out, which means the streak continues. I believe now we're at six straight games without Giannis playing. It's going to be very difficult very, very difficult to win in the postseason if Giannis is having knee soreness or tendonitis or whatever is going on with his knee because they're not letting anybody in on that to win a series. 
and I, I'm not even talking about a series just against Miami. I'm just talking about a series in general. E- even if that's Atlanta or Boston, if you got to face Boston or Atlanta without Giannis, I have questions about whether or not you can win that series. Same questions. So do you think this team could beat the Miami Heat in a series? If the playoffs were to start today, that's who you'd get. Do you think this Bucks team can beat the Miami Heat in a series in the first round of the playoffs? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. It's you. It's me. It's all of us. Coming up next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Wendy's Big Show coming up tomorrow. Do not forget Adam McKelvey of Brewers.com and MLB.com will join us as uh, we will wrap up uh, this Brewers Cubs series with Adam McKelvey coming up uh, tomorrow in hour number two of the show. Looking forward to hearing Adam's thoughts on this. Brewers up 3-0 through five innings now. Travis Shaw just, when he when he swung at the last at bat, I thought he might have got it, but he didn't. It was just a fly ball uh, to right field. But he he is definitely feeling it right now. Again, Brewers up 3 nothing. Don't forget, after the last pitch, you'll make the switch right back here to 1250 AM The Fan and uh, hang out with Tim Allen, Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Post-game show driven by Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. Asking you about the Milwaukee Bucks. If the season ended today, they would have the Miami Heat in the first round of the playoffs in a 3-6 matchup. Do you think they get out of the first round if they end up with the Heat? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. You can also tweet us at 1250 uh, as well. 1250am, the fan, or tweet us at Sparky Radio. Either one works. I, I want to point something else out uh, as well uh, about this entire thing is looking at the schedule and how this schedule uh, is going to play out for the Bucks. Uh, and again, who knows when Giannis comes back. Already ruled out again for today's game, so no Giannis. Uh, Boonholzer did tell uh, the media, according to Eric Dame, that P.J. Tucker will be active for this afternoon's game uh, against the Minnesota Timberwolves. So that at least is positive. Now, I would assume he will be on a minutes restriction uh, of some sort here. So we'll have to wait and see how much he actually plays in that game against the T-Wolves coming up here uh, at about 3.30. And again, they're saying it's going to be on Bally Sports Wisconsin. This Brewers game is probably going to end somewhere right around 3.30. Uh, as well. So we'll just have to wait and see how that one whole uh, whole thing plays out. All right, so it's the Timberwolves uh, this afternoon uh, for the Bucks. Fine. Uh, but if you look more towards uh, the next couple of weeks, Thursday, April 22nd, Saturday, April 24th. So that's, you know, coming up late next week, next Thursday and Saturday, two home games against Philadelphia, one on TNT, one uh, Saturday afternoon game on ESPN. Those are two games to circle on your calendar. If it is a big deal to get out of that two and three seat, and it appears it is a big deal, if nothing else, just to get away from Miami potentially in the first round and to potentially get away from having to play Boston or Philly in the second round, those two games against Philly are going to be gigantic for the Milwaukee Bucks. Two other games are going to be gigantic for the Milwaukee Bucks. Back-to-backs against Brooklyn. But again, thankfully, both of those are in Milwaukee. So those are both fortunate breaks on how the schedule played out that the two main teams you're competing against for the one seed, you get both of them on back-to-backs, both of them at Pfizer Forum in Milwaukee, which is huge. So Brooklyn, May 2nd and May 4th. Again, a Sunday afternoon game on ABC on the 2nd, and then May 4th, uh, a TNT game uh, against Brooklyn on that Tuesday night. 
Then after that, the rest of the way out, now we're at May 4th, now it finishes with home against Washington, win. Home against Houston, win. At San Antonio, should be a win. Home against Orlando, that should be a win. At Indiana, win. Then, here's the Miami Heat, home against Miami on May 15th, and then you end the year at the Bulls on May 16th before the playoffs get underway a couple of days later, a few days later, May 22nd, I believe, after the play-in tournament. So, again, if it is more about seeding than we thought coming in, and like I said before, I don't think they could beat the Miami Heat in the first round, those four games are going to be huge for the Bucs. Philly and Boston, big, big games. And maybe, you know, you're Budenholzer and you're going, look, we're four games away from that first game against Philadelphia. Four games. At Minnesota, at Atlanta, coming up tomorrow night, then home against Memphis and Phoenix, and then the Philly, two games against Philly. Maybe he's just going to wait on Giannis until Thursday, next Thursday, uh, the 22nd, and have him ready to go, full go, for both those games against Philly. Maybe that's what he's waiting on. Could be. Don't know. They're really not giving as much information on Giannis's knee at all. The season ends today. The Bucs would get the heat. Would that mean a first-round exit for the Bucs? Ram Northside, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. Nice show, Sparky. Thanks, Ram. What's going on, buddy? I, I, I like this. Uh, get get a chance to uh, have a, like an open mic. Yep. Um, I think the Bucks should avoid that 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 matchup. I think that would be a nightmare. It, it'll be more what you saw last year, and I I just don't think they match up well with Miami. And you know, and I know. Uh, I think the Spokes are out coach, but I mean, with with Giannis on the floor, so the question would be: the best thing the Bucks can do right now is work on his player combinations of a, who can play well with Drew and Giannis, and then the bench and stuff like that. But um, I just think it's just this: they 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 could score off of their defense, and you know, and and the uh, uh, with the acting players that they would have. And I think that I don't think that just be a good matchup. I don't know how you feel about it. No, I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I think they can lose to the Heat in the first round. And that's and, not a good look for Bud. Well, that's just it. I mean, how are you going to convince Mark Lazary to keep Boonholzer if he gets beat by the team, same team two years in a row, and this time it's a first round exit? And how are you going to sell the fan base that all is good in the world and you're making progress and things are getting better? How do you spin that to the general public if you get beat by the Heat in a first-round series? I'm totally with you. you I I think they cannot afford to play them in the first round. Well, you know what's going to happen. I think Giannis needs what's worse than what they're reporting. I really do. And rest may help, but you're talking about rest. Now you're talking about going to playoff where you got to really go hard. He's going to really have to put some stuff together. And, you know, um, the Heat is not going to be playing. I don't look at their record now and say they're going to be a whole different team in the playoffs. That, that, that they, they was a five seed that made it to the finals. Just leave it, let's leave it right there. They was a five seed that made it to the finals. So all that best record stuff didn't mean anything to I me. Mean, they said, I don't care who we play in front of us. You have to come and beat us. But just think about the physical nature of how that would play out. You would have Miami first. Then you would have potentially, let's say, Philly, and then Brooklyn, and then the Lakers. If that's how it would line up, there's no way they're winning an NBA championship physically having to go through that entire grind. There would be literally no light-up physically because Miami's going to be a physical series. Philly is definitely going to be a physical series. 
Brooklyn, by that point, you're going to be on fumes and trying to figure out how to stay up with them. So that's going to be a problem. And then LeBron and Anthony Davis, it's over. I mean, well, it I is over. Part, if we could, if say, go and walk it back a little bit, if we could keep Drew and then still have George Hill and Matthews, we'd have a better shot. Yeah, I don't know. Thanks for the call, Rem. I don't know, man. I This whole George Hill love affair, listen, I, I like George Hill. I do. Like him a lot. Got no issue with him whatsoever. But he's not the say-all, end-all, be-all thing here. I just, sorry, he's just not. I'm fine with Jeff Teague. I, I, I don't think there's that much of a difference between Jeff Teague and George Hill at this point as far as who's playing minutes behind Drew Holiday. I just don't think there's a huge difference. Now, if you, if you want to start nitpicking this roster and start talking about, okay, where do they need improvement? They need improvement behind DiVincenzo. That's where they need improvement. And that is why you're working out Joe Johnson. You you look at that starting five, I think you're fine for, for the most part, providing Brooke Lopez plays the way he needs to play. But if Brooke Lopez doesn't have a good playoff series and looks like, you know, he's he's walking in quicksand again, if that's the Brooke Lopez you get, then it's it that's gonna present problems, obviously. Then you look at that second unit, Bobby Portis, who had played well this year. Will he be able to play at a high level come the postseason? Because again, that's gonna be a full season in. He's not a, he's not a super young dude either. He's been around a while. So that's another guy that you gotta worry about. PJ Tucker. You get him in a trade, yes, you can switch more freely with P.J. Tucker, which would eliminate having to worry about having Brooke Lopez play against more athletic teams at end of ge- in end-of-game situations, which is fine, but he's already been hurt in sitting out. Now, he's active today, but I haven't seen much of P.J. Tucker since you acquired him, so he's got to be healthy. There, To me, the more you sit here and you talk about this and you talk it out, Last year might have been their best shot at this dang thing. Seriously. Last year might have been the Bucks' best shot of trying to go win a championship. Because in my brain, I cannot put together a scenario right now unless they get the one seed. Then it becomes a lot easier. But if they're the two or the three, I can't put together a scenario in my head right now where they win this thing. I can't. It's going to be way too demanding of them physically of having to go through Philly, Brooklyn, and the Lakers. And then, God forbid, which is what we're talking about, the Heat have to would have to start it off against you in the first round. That's, that's just brutal. It is. It is just absolutely brutal if they would have to go through that stretch. So, to Ram's point, no, I, I don't think uh, they – I don't know if they get out of the first round or not. And good luck trying to convince – uh, the one and only Mark Lazary to keep Mike Boonholzer if they lose in the first round against the same team they lost to last year. Peter Fagan would have to talk to he's blue in the face, and I still don't know if that would be enough. John Horace, I'm sure he would try to fight to keep Boonholzer. I don't think it's going to matter. Giannis, I don't think it's going to matter either. Yeah. You go from a conference finals to losing in the second round the next year, and you are given the out of, well, it was a pandemic, it was a bubble. Okay. Then you come back the next year after you pay Giannis all this money, after you pay Drew Holiday all this money, and you get bounced in the first round by the Miami Heat? 
I, I think that would be quite ugly. I, I don't see how that works out well for anybody. Plucker, do you see that working out for Budenholzer, Kim keeping his job if that were to play out where they lose to the Miami Heat two years in a row, this time in the first round, after having paid Giannis and Drew Holiday? Yeah, there's no way. And it's it, it goes beyond just paying Drew Holiday. It's mortgaging your entire future yeah, to the get graphics. Drew Holiday. Right. You you don't have a choice after that. Like if, if they if this season is a failure, whatever expectation the Bucks had, which I can guarantee you is going further than the first round in the playoffs. If this season is a failure in their eyes, there's going to have to be a scapegoat somewhere because it can't be John Horst because he's already gone off and done all this stuff. It's not going to be any of the players because they believe the front office is going to believe that they have the players to win a championship. The the odd man out here, the scapegoat is Mike Budenholzer. I don't know about John Horst's job security just yet. I'm not so sure. I, uh, Budenholzer definitely is going to be the first guy to go. I don't know about John Horst now. Remember, they all couldn't get along to figure out who they wanted to be general manager. So Horst was literally the last guy standing that they all could agree on. Ah, John's a nice guy. You know, he'll listen to us and he'll he'll kind of go with what we want. Yeah, sure, fine. Let's let's give it to John and then we'll just kind of help him out. You know, Wes Edens, Peter Fagan. We'll help him out and we'll get him to where we want him to be. I'm sorry, guys, but... If you're the owner of the Milwaukee Bucks and you go from conference finals to second round exit to possibly first round exit against the Heat, you spent all that money, you're going to be in the luxury tax now. You're going to be in the luxury tax. And you're going to be in the luxury tax coming up of a first round exit? Oh my God. Like, there's a good chance he just cleans house. Whoop, done. Okay, but I, I we're going to start over. I think the general consensus, though, not across the, roster, the NBA is the that this office. team is better, though. So the decisions that John Horst has made to make this team better, I think, is what gives him at least another year. I don't think so. I, I maybe. I just we've seen the stories, right? Peter Fagan bringing his boys and his friends to Milwaukee on the private jet from New York, hobnobbing and partying, and come watch my team win, and come watch my guy Giannis and all of that. He's that fan. He's that emotional dude. He's not Edens, who is. Big picture, business first type guy. That's who Wesley Edens is. If he was the last say and he was the governor, I'd say, yeah, they more than likely, they probably both survive and the fan base is going to lose their minds. In this case here, with this dude, I don't know, man. I, I just, I wouldn't put it past him at all. Mark Lazary to, to make a drastic change to this offseason if they get bounced in the first round. Drastic. And I'm not saying the roster would change, but something big would probably happen, uh, whether it be coach, GM, whatever. He would do something to try and shake this thing up to get them going back in the right direction because it's hard to argue that you're ascending as you are getting you know farther and farther away from a title based on your postseason exits and when you're getting bounced out. I, I think that's just a tough deal. Now, speaking of Mike Bootenholzer, he's getting ready to take on the Timberwolves this afternoon. 3.30 tip there. Uh, he talked just a little while ago. We'll hear from him coming up next. Sparky's Midday Madness on The Fan. Sparky's Midday Madness here on The Fan. See Sparky Fiverr with you. Live from the Gene Wagner Plumbing Studios. For all of your plumbing needs, go to GeneWagnerPlumbing.com. Don't forget the Rami Show comes up next. Uh, and he'll go all the way up to the Brewers and Cubs game is done. 
And then it'll be uh, Tim Allen's turn with the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin post-game show, driven by Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. Brewers putting something together here, back-to-back hits between Avi Garcia and Omar Narvaez. Uh, now two runners on with nobody out for Keston Hira, uh, who has a strikeout and a hit-by-pitch so far in this game. Brewers up 3 nothing still uh, in the bottom of the sixth inning. Uh, okay, so a- as I stated before, uh, Boonholzer, uh, Mike Boonholzer, the Bucks head coach, uh, talked a little bit earlier uh, this afternoon or earlier this hour, I should say, uh, as he gets ready, uh, him and the Bucks get ready to take on uh, Minnesota Timberwolves here at 3.30. Now, I have not heard this. Just to be straight with you, I don't know what all is said. I am anxious to hear this like you. I'm really anxious to hear if we get any type of real update on Giannis. Uh, and when exactly he may come back. This is what Coach Boonholzer had to say just moments ago on his Zoom presser uh, with the media. Hey, bud. Uh, Giannis and PJ, are they going to go today? PJ is going to be available um, unless something changes between now and tip, and Giannis will be out tonight. Um, is that, I guess, does the – tip time change play into that at all? Like, do you think it was a 7 o'clock game Giannis goes tonight, or? Um, you know, it's, I, I feel like we've been saying this on, on a few, you know, I think it's a little bit, what has he done the last, you know, few days? What do we have coming forward? It's a little bit of everything. The tip, the tip changing to 3 o'clock. Um, so, you know, we feel like he's making good progress, and, um, you know, I think you just have to be mindful of both. You know, what, what has he been doing? Uh, you know, to prepare to play again, and you know, what do we have on the schedule going forward? So um, he won't be available tonight. Um, I, I guess with him, uh, did he go out for like warmups or anything here today, or was that a decision made this morning? I'm sorry, I I, I missed the middle part of your or really most of your question. Could you just repeat it? Sure. Um, did he go out for warmups today, or was it just uh, a decision you guys made this morning? No, he, he did go out and warm up. Um, you know, he, he got some good work in, good sweat. Um, you know, he's feeling good. I think, you know, we feel good about where, you know, how he's progressing. Um, with PJ, I guess he he brings something that's different, obviously. Like, he can he can do some switching defensively. He's great at corner threes. Like, is this something that you're thinking about over the next month? Like, all right, we really got to kind of see what PJ can do and how he fits in with us and, and kind of get ready for, for the postseason? I mean, you know, it, it's it's just, you know, you want to have as many guys healthy and comfortable and confident. And, you know, I guess I just have a little hesitation. I think, I think we, we've been seeing what P.J. can do for a long time in his career. And, you know, and he, he just was with us such a short time. But I think there's a lot of confidence in what P.J. can do. I think it's just, you know, a matter of getting him comfortable, getting him understanding, you know, defensively, offensively what we do and just – you know, really hopeful that he can be impactful on both ends of the court. So, um, and, and, you know, there's at some point time becomes of the essence and it's, it's good that, you know, he'll be able to play today and um, just continue to, to just get that comfort and confidence um, to the highest level possible going into the playoffs. Um, with Giannis, is there minimum restrictions today? Oh, yeah. sorry. With PJ, excuse me. Sorry. With PJ. Sorry. Yes. Um, no interest in telling me what that number is. Correct. All right. Um, for you guys, as, as you've kind of gone through this patch of having guys out, integrating new guys, what do you feel like you've kind of learned about your team and kind of what they can deal with, with the idea of 
there's going to be something maybe different every single game with our rotations or with who's in or who's out. Yeah, you know, I just I think learning different ways that maybe we have to guard different coverages. I think we're just more versatile that way. Offensively, different ways to attack. You know, maybe guys, you know, have a little bit more um, opportunities or play through, um, you know, not just Chris when Giannis is out, but now, you know, Drew is just, you know, really, really, I think, become more and more important and, and comfortable and um, understanding how he can be impactful. You know, Bobby off the bench, um, you know, I think adding Jeff, just the whole group. I think the way they function on both ends of the court, you always get those opportunities to grow. And then the other thing that you did, you know, mention, I, I just think a little bit of uh, more flexibility, more, you know, ability to, to, you know, have different rotations, play different spots, different minutes and things like that. Uh, which I think is going to help us. And, you know, the playoffs, different things happen. And, um, you know, so I think there's, there is, you know, that silver lining when guys are out and other guys get more opportunities and rotations change. And, and I think we're just maybe more adaptable, more flexible, um, hopefully by the end of this season. I thought I'm spent. All done. Anybody else? No, you're good, bud. Yeah, Thanks. The show is done. Thank you. So that was uh, – I, I didn't see the Zoom. Plucker did. Dan Plucker, executive producer of Sparky's Midday Madness and, of course, of the Wendy's Big Show. You were over there recording this so we could play it back. So there was more than Eric name in this thing, right? It looked like it. I mean, there were multiple little – because it's all on Zoom. And the multiple right. little so boxes up it. at the top, I could see all the different ones. Maybe it was just a pe- bunch of people like me recording the interview. I- I'm not sure. So Eric Name actually gets a one-on-one. Does that I, again? I don't normally hear his pregame. Sometimes they play it on Rami's show uh, in the afternoon, but that's crazy. I mean, you you go to New York or Chicago or something, you're gonna have several people asking you questions. You could could you imagine a Packers Zoom and the only person asking questions is Wes Hakowitz? That's it. Just the Packer guy that does it for the Packers.com. He's the only one asking questions of. Of Lafleur or of Goody and everybody else, you know, yeah, we'll just take whatever he asks. We're good. That's crazy, and that just tells you I, it, it speaks volumes of how the NBA is covered, um, and uh, I don't want to say cared about necessarily, but you have all of these different media outlets, and one guy who works for the Athletic is the one guy asking all of the questions. For the Packers, man, you've got people from TV stations, radio stations, newspapers, websites, everybody and their mama's on there trying to ask a question of one of the Packers because of the care. And it really just, to me at least, shows you where the Bucks rank as far as how people look at them uh, in the city and in the state. I've never... that That is... That's just crazy to me. I'm sorry. Uh, one other thing that, that stood out to me, that Boonholzer presser. But, uh, Brewers just scored another run. Uh, he walked in another one. Uh, so it's 4 nothing now. Uh, Brewers' base is still loaded, still nobody out. Brewers looking to really tack on here and really put this game away uh, for their bullpen. So we'll see if that's able to uh, occur or not. This whole Eric name asks Boonholzer about P.J. Tucker's minutes. Yes, that's right. He's on a limited minute. Eric Name says, so does that mean you're not going to tell me what the minute restriction is? That's correct. Why? He's P.J. Tucker. It's not LeBron James. It's not even Giannis. 
He's none of those guys. He's P.J. Tucker. Do you think that Timberwolves, if they hear this Zoom, or they got a spy in your Zoom, do you think they're going to go, Coach, 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 P.J.'s playing 10 minutes tonight. So once we get to the 10-minute mark, he's out, and then we can get him. We'll beat him then once P.J. Tucker's out of the lineup. Come on. This, this stuff in sports drives me absolutely batty. I just, I do not understand it. He's P.J. Tucker. It's the Timberwolves. They're the worst team in basketball. You're not playing the Sixers or the the Brooklyn Nets or somebody or even the Miami Heat. We've talked about this hour. It's the Timberwolves. Who cares how many minutes P.J. Tucker is playing? I guarantee you Minnesota doesn't even care that he's probably even playing in the basketball game. It's probably their last concern. They're just trying to run their offense right. Not trying to worry about P.J. Tucker playing a basketball game. Stop. That, that, again, never been a head coach in the NBA, never been a manager in Major League Baseball or anything like that, and I'm sure there's good reason why you want to play games with the media and play games with not telling everybody anything. Nine out of ten times, I bet you it means absolutely nothing. If you would have said something or not. All right, let me tell you about my friends over at Young Express. They don't play games. They're here to help you make money. That, that's really what it's all about. They're here to help you make money. And it's kind of like a partnership. Because if if you're working with Young Express, you're a successful transporter of expedited freight. Essentially a full-time independent contractor. So it's your own business. And then you use Young Express to make yourself the money. Now, what do you mean? Well, it's pretty simple. So all I mean is you use your vehicle and... You go to point A, wherever Young Express tells you to go, their dispatch department. You pick up stuff. You go to point B, and you drop stuff off. You call back to dispatch, find out where to go next to pick up more freight, and then you drive to that place, and then drive to the next place to go drop it off wherever Young Express tells you. And you make money. It's really that simple. So if you don't like somebody looking over your shoulder all the time or sitting next to you in the office cube and maybe being a little stinky or making weird noises or laughing too loud or whatever it is, and you just like working by yourself, and you like driving, why not? This makes all the sense in the world, right? Take this career path with the guys and girls over at Young Express and live a stress-free lifestyle. Put the windows down, turn up the radio to the fan, and drive, baby, drive, and get paid for it, too. Now, they have a 24-7 dispatch team. That's a big deal because... If you are not moving and driving to go get freight or pick up freight, you are not making any money. So you want to keep on moving. Now, as far as where you're going, that's up to you. They they got local deals. They got regional. Or they got over the road. Over the road simply means nationwide. You could be driving from Boston to Orlando, Orlando to Austin, Texas, then maybe to South Dakota. Then maybe you're going to Seattle, Washington. Who knows? Who knows where you're going? See the country and get paid for it on top of it. That's a pretty cool deal. It really is. With minimal investment in your own vehicle, Young Express will provide you with all the training necessary for becoming a successful transporter of expedited freight. 99% no-touch freight. That means the freight's loaded and offloaded for you. So all you have to do is drive. Again, full-time independent contractors is what they're looking for. Join the Young Express team today. You can find them at youngexpress.com. That's J-U-N-G-Express.com. Young Express. 
Success drives them. All right, the Chicago Cardinals losing seven to nothing now to the Milwaukee Brewers. Corbin Burns, a two RBI base hit uh, for uh, the Milwaukee Brewers as the Cubs. Uh, it's just not going well for the Cubs. Let's be honest. It's it's just not going well uh, for uh, the Cubs, Cardinals, whatever you want to call them. What, this what, is a what's Milwaukee your problem? station? Why are you talking about what? it from a Cubs perspective? What, Who what cares how it's going for well, the Cubs? It just it's going me up. great for the Brewers. That's all you. All, need. That's all you should be talking all, about. All right? you all you really need is the little Cardinal symbol and that Cubs logo, and you could call yourself the Chicago I mean, Cardinals. That's... You got the big C, the whole deal. I mean. People that retaliate like, uh, like that uh, oh. is a Tony La Russa-esque move. And Contreras, after the game, talking about the fact that, hey, man, he shouldn't have been the pitcher. He's supposed to be a position player. He misunderstood. I mean, if that's not a if that's not a Yadi Molina move, I have I no idea what is. I couldn't believe he was saying that part out loud. Uh, neither could anybody else in his organization. And how he's not suspended already today will be, is beyond will me. Be. It never happens that fast. He will be. Even with a guy like confesses on tape, it never happens that fast. He, he'll be suspended, and he should be. That's just crazy. And he should, that was so ridiculous. Just, that's just absolutely crazy <laughs> yeah, that I mean, that even occurred. We hit the wrong guy. That was the that was Man. the mistake that we made. We hit all, the wrong guy. All I know Shouldn't is have been the pitcher. Should not that, have been the pitcher. That would have happened to you, and the Cardinals would have done that to you, and Yachty would have said that Dude, after the game. You don't hear game. me defending it, do you? you? No, there's nothing. You don't to hear defend. me defending it. There's nothing not to sitting, defend. All I know is this: I'm not here defending it. I listened to your little mock draft mockery, yeah, uh, yesterday. Uh-huh. And it was play people, people you hate. You hate, yeah. Right. Nobody did anybody go outside of athletics? People, y'all pretty right. much. Well, no, it was people you hate in the world of sports. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, so, and listen, Tim Allen led with Wilson Contreras, and up at, until yesterday, I, I said this on the air. Wilson Contreras didn't really give you any reason to hate him, other than like he said he's it. flamboyant right. and like you know he has some flair. He has some. Sure. He, he wears his emotions on his yeah. sleeve. But what when he said Contreras, I laughed. I was like, Wilson Contreras, what? And, and Wilson then Contreras went out and showed you. Show you. <laughs> like, don't you doubt Tim Allen, the franchise. The, that was the first thing I thought Me when too. that whole thing erupted. I was like, oh, man, Tim might win this vote. Oh, my God. I don't know, I don't know if he's made a surge because Evan and I were crushing him before that, before that incident. Evan, you should probably retweet, even though this is going to help Tim, you should probably uh, quote tweet that and say any of y'all want to vote for Tim after last night because he was losing bad. He was losing bad? He was losing bad. He had like... Evan and I had like four. We were going back and forth. We each had about forty percent, and Tim had like twenty something. I gotta go back and find it on the uh, twelve fifty uh, fan account. Oh, here we go. Every day at four forty-five, we do draft. Oh, uh, let's see on the here. Rami so show. now I'll be honest with you. When I heard it yesterday, uh-huh. you had Larusa, Yadi Molina, A Rod, and Pete Rose. I mean, that's a good. That's a good four, right? Like I said, that's the Mount Rushmore well, of hated. When it came to fingers. you, and I'm like Larusa. Okay, he said Larusa. Then it came back to you again. I'm like Yadi, and then you went Yadi. I'll be honest. I should have taken Tom Brady with three. No. He was still there for me. I didn't think that. Sorry. I I was just going to say I stood up and that was the chair in the background. That's me just being fat (laughs) in here. Uh, So Evan Evan said he doesn't want to retweet that because he's winning and he doesn't want to. You don't want to help Tim. You don't want to help Tim. All right. Oh, I'll retweet it from my account. (laughs) No problem. I could be a team player. I like the thing Apple is, Baker, so many people have already voted that you can't vote twice. Um, All right. so, So this is the thing. So. 
uh, you were talking about this yesterday, and you went Larusa, Yadi Molina mm-hmm. before the A Rod pick. Now, when you said A Rod, I said mm, makes sense. And then you I went Pete Rose, and we know you know you hate Pete Rose. God, he's the worst. But I thought, I thought it was going to be the commissioner of Major League Baseball. Manfred, that, oh, that would have been good that's too. That's what, you know what I thought yeah. you were going to do over A Rod. I do, yeah. yeah I that, really do. That I really do been, dislike yes, that guy. That would have been stronger, I think. If you would have had Larusa, Molina, then the commissioner, and Manfred, then Pete meet Rose. me in the octagon, you coward. Why do you keep ducking my challenges? Meet me in the that's octagon the, for the commissioner's chair. I don't even know what you you're coward. Talking. Now you've just gone into a whole different personality. Uh, but anyways, so. Uh, yeah, I mean that that's nice. Now Tim's Wilson Contreras, OJ Simpson, stop. <laughs> the OJ Simpson thing, you could have just stopped. What? Quit being old. I, I mean, mean that no, that's a strong pick. I thought that was a, I thought oh. that was for value for where he got him. I thought that might have been the best pick in the draft. Nobody's talked about OJ Simpson in forever. But I stop. mean, it's pretty serious. But are you playing to win or aren't you? I mean right. that that's not Alfonso Soriano, Barry Bonds. Yeah, Soriano thing, I didn't get. Barry Bonds, I get for sure. For me, it came down to Bonds or Rose. I left Bonds on the board for Tim and took Pete Rose. No, I just I don't know. Uh, what 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 do you got, Pluck? You got All breaking right. news? Yeah, some breaking news in the world of sports. Is it good or bad? It's uh, well, it's in college sports, so I mean, Rami won't care. But okay. uh, one-time transfer rule for all athletes in all sports has been approved by the NCAA's Division One Council. Sources tell Nicole Auerbach at the Athletic. Bad. Bad. What bad, does this mean? Bad. So it means bad, that. Bad, bad, so if I go to Wisconsin, so does this give student athletes more freedom? It yeah. does, and more rights. It does. And this is a good thing. I like this. I actually do care, and I love it. This is great. All right. So if I go to Wisconsin, basically what this means, if I go to Wisconsin, and I'm playing for Greg Gard in basketball, and yeah. we do, we have a really bad season, but Michigan just had a great season, and they were also recruiting me as a freshman. I can say, see ya. I'm going to go play for Juwan Howard. And I like it. Not have to sit out. And you don't have you to sit out for a single year. Oh, that's great. I love it. I love it. Bring down the NCAA cartel. Mm-mm. Yeah, for sure. You're missing you're, you're missing the point. What am I missing? What this is going to do is it's going to tilt it even more in favor of the powers. So now when you oh, I don't do care. now when you do get that really good player at a school, that really good player now has the ability to leave to go play somewhere else to go compete for a national championship. Yeah, good now for the Nick Sabans of the world now can really continue to pounce on guys that maybe they didn't get you know to been, add to their roster going into the next year. You know who's I, been oh, doing that for, for, for well, eternity? College coaches have been doing that forever. No, 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 they no. They just go to the bigger, better job. Why can't an athlete go to the bigger, better job, bigger, better school? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying from a college sports perspective, it. as far as competitive balance, sure. I yeah. think this absolutely destroys any chance Maybe. of ever having competitive balance. Maybe. Because you've just but given them care. you've just given them more power. And I will use I'll use Pluckers, uh goggle Pluckers University, Michigan, go to the football side. Hey, hey, you're really good. Too bad your team sucks. Ohio State would like to talk to you and play for them next year. That's great. I well, mean that's gonna be thing. horrible. It's gonna be like guys like Jonathan Taylor are the ones that are going to be pulled away. Because Jonathan yes. Taylor was a three star out of nowhere who comes into Wisconsin, becomes the NCAA's all-time leading rusher, whatever the heck right. he was at Wisconsin. And what's going to stop Alabama from calling and be like, hey, we need a running back. Nope. You're a Heisman candidate. Come. Right. And, the and other, how do you say no to that? But like, the how other, do you say no to compete for a national championship? The other thing that I am interested in seeing is, does it go back the other way? Does it go the other way where now you've got this freshman in Alabama and now they bring in said junior or whatever, and now he's stuck. So now does that allow a Wisconsin to go steal somebody from Alabama? See, this is where it gets crazy to me because now 
it's wide open. Like it's Great. just it's it's going to be the wild chaos. west. I love it. It's going to be chaos. I love it, and I love chaos too. So this this is a win win for me. This is more this is more student athlete rights and chaos. Both but of which still not getting both paid. of which I'm a fan of. No, but we're getting there. We're step by step. We'll get there. Oh, you're you definitely going to get there. Bring down the cartel. Yeah, I, I bring don't, down the cartel. I don't disagree with you that you're going to get there. You're definitely going to get there, but. Oh, I don't like. Uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of this at all. That is not good breaking Hold on. news. Can I can I say one other thing right now too? Corbin sure. Burns just hit for himself in that last inning. Sure, he got the RBI, two, uh, two, two RBIs. RBIs, right? Great. But now you pull him and bring in JP Fireyes in here in the seventh. That's Why would you counsel. not let that's somebody great counsel hit? just flexing on you? Yeah, it's pretty that's much, so weird. Yeah. That that is that is. Uh, Craig Council saying, all right, Corbin, I'll tell you what. You go out there and this inning ends and it's close. I'll put you back out there. If you go out there and you do something good, you can be done for the rest of the day. That, 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 yeah, I mean, the game situation changed when he drove in two runs. It totally did. And I'm sure Council was saying, all right, go hit for yourself. And if you get out or whatever and the inning ends, then you can go back out there uh, and pitch. But if you deliver, we'll pull you. He delivered, so they pulled him. Kind of like a reward. You get a hit driving a rug, Corbin, I'll pull you. You don't, then I'm going to have you go pitch another inning because it's a close game. But if you're at less than, what is it, like 80-something pitches and yep. you have 10 Ks, yeah, why would you want 81. to be pulled? Well, that may be I would really strike true. out on purpose. No, <laughs> strike out on purpose. Get out of here, man. Got right. another big selfish over here. We do have another big wow. selfish over what there. Damn plucker, absolutely. <laughs> All right, so coming up next uh, will be the Rami Show. And again, if you missed anything earlier today on the big show, we had Ben Fenelon, Donald Driver, Packers Hall of Fame wide receiver. You guys are going to play that back today? Is that It depends still how long we're on the air. Oh, right, because you might right. be in post exactly. with Tim. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay, so Donald Driver, Packers Hall of Fame wide receiver, was on earlier today. Chris Rose from the Chris Rose Rotation Podcast. Chris Rose. You guys had Chris Rose today. We did have Chris Rose on uh, today as well. Talk some Brewers baseball. Uh, talk some NFL. He's doing the NFL draft for NFL Network this year. He'll be one of the hosts uh, in Cleveland, his hometown. So had all those fun conversations. Uh, if you missed any of it, use your Odyssey app, and you can simply hit the rewind feature and go back and listen to all of that. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 2 here on the Wendy's Big Show. Big Selfish. Rami Makhlouf. This isn't the big show anymore. Up next. What? This is, this is Sparky's Midday Madness. Yeah, but we're going to be back on the big show oh, at 10 tomorrow. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. I do two shows. Okay, next you. time you'll hear me is right. 10 a.m. I got you. Now I understand you what understand. you're saying. All right, my bad. You Chicago Cardinals fans. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.